Today, I have a little something special for you. I've written a lot of things over the years. Bite-sized thoughts, tidbits of stories, frantic ideas formed in the shower jotted down quickly to the notes app on my phone. Many of these thoughts have not made it to the public, and there are some that never will. I thought it could be fun in each volume to share one of my older writing samples that serve as a little trip down memory lane, a chance for you and me to reflect on this wacky creative journey. And we'll call it From the Archives. Today's archived post is called The First Time in a Long While. I wrote this on November 15th, 2017, almost five years ago exactly. I'm Danielle, and you're listening to This Is Not the Prologue, meaningful thoughts that don't matter. Writing used to be a romantic pastime. Writers were considered artists, tortured souls, killing themselves because of their work, as a consequence of their work, or more likely, a psychological disorder that they couldn't quite come to terms with. There's been a shift from writing to blogging, and all of a sudden it seems like everyone can classify themselves as a writer if they have a Twitter account. Writing has become sponsored and advertised. Many people are starting blogs not necessarily to write, but to get bonus clicks on affiliate links for candles, clothing, and other random products on Amazon. A sacred hobby, gift, and art has been poisoned by the consumerist lifestyle we're also damn addicted to. It feels pretty unspecial sometimes. I think that's why it's so hard. The actual sitting down to write, the getting back into the swing of it, the vulnerability. Because the vulnerability of these new writers feels inauthentic, forced. You can share a recipe that someone else created and voila, you're a visionary. I've struggled with finding my voice as the question of, can I actually make money doing this? creeps in. Can I pursue a writing career? Can I be legitimate in this industry? Can I write a book? Can I share something with the world that means something, that makes a difference, that matters? I have no fucking clue. Every blogger that has become something appears to share a common thread. They all said that they had no idea anything monumental would become of their work. That they bought a domain name or shared a DIY project that somehow was shared 1.4 million times or were discovered in some way by someone bigger and more important. And then they've made it. They're known. And then this is when I imagine the hard decisions start. An artisan, photographer, writer, or model with an internet presence is asked to sponsor a brand like some fancy perfume or dog food. Then they're tasked with writing witty captions about the product to make it seem like they aren't being paid, and even when they're transparent and tell us, somehow it feels smarmy. Writing is now overtly monetized. 
Companies and corporate earth work hard to plot ways to glean some kind of profit from someone's creativity. It's unsettling. The sheer number of books being written and published every day, the number of new blogs, new Instagram accounts, new influencers, and new writers, it's presented as the most impossible place to stand out. I realize the irony of writing this but there's been an ache in me for quite some time to put into words an explanation of why I've been so fearful to open my laptop and start typing. There's a lot of pressure, and most of it is self-inflicted. I tell myself that writing is an overly saturated market and the only way to survive is to play the game. And the game is dizzying. It's like, oh, so you like writing? Yeah, I do. It's at the heart of my creativity. You know, some people call it a creative outlet, but for me, it's really something to... So you can make pillows from tassels and also dress fabulously and bake the internet's best chocolate chip cookies? Um, well, I mean, I guess I could try... Well, you see, my dear, the only way writers make it these days, you've got to be everything and actually be pretty good at it. And bonus points if you have flawless skin. Got it. I know this reasoning is a bit unfair, but I hope that somewhere there's a tiny chorus of amens being spoken aloud, preferably a gospel choir. Who changed the rules? Who dictated what it means to be creative? Why are we using other people's creative success as a benchmark for our own? Creativity isn't competitively designed. It's the most unique part of ourselves. It's the one thing that other people don't have the power to shit on, though they will. Because creative expression is imagination in tangible form. It's idea to canvas, paper, movement, sound. It's the most magical facet of our capability. Elizabeth Gilbert, author of one of my favorite books, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear, writes... So this, I believe, is the central question upon which all creative living hinges. Do you have the courage to bring forth the treasures that are hidden within you? With this in mind, I must force myself to challenge my argument that writing and any form of creativity can be measured. Is one who dreams in watercolors any less creative than the one who puts brush to canvas? I don't know. I'm figuring this out too. My favorite part of writing is the catharsis of starting a thought or a semi-formed idea and along the way contradicting myself in some way. This means I'm learning. This means that as I write and try to explain why I feel or think a certain way about something, I'm also considering the other side. I'm considering other arguments, other ways my thoughts can be perceived. Our minds usually operate in the subjective. It's human nature to accept our inner dialogue as true. Writing gives me the freedom to be wrong, to share something from my brain and my heart for no other purpose than to understand this same something more objectively. For me, these truths must be explored, examined, explained, written out so I can see them visually, so I can go back and read them later. Writing fuels my integrity. The process drives my desire for authentic and meaningful discussion. 
It's less abrasive than the tongue and far less quick to anger. It's the method to my madness, my desperation to understand this world around me and myself. To shed light on nothing in particular than something that simply came to mind. I don't want to write with expectations. I want to write because no matter what I do, or where I'm at, or how long it's been since I last wrote, it's there. It's here. It gives me and shows me who I am. It envelops my identity. It questions. It answers. The creative spirit, whether outward or within me, is often the most real thing I know about myself. Creative success used to be a little more understated, reserved. It's different now. It's so easy to enter the creative atmosphere, and with that comes the debate. Is easy access to creativity producing more creatives? Is the social media component encouraging more people to try something? I hope so. And maybe. If there's anything that makes sense, it's this. Everyone has the power to create, and everyone should be afforded the basic right to define creativity in their own way. It's kind of the whole point. So go out there, or stay in. Think, make, draw, dream. For me, fame will never be the finish line of creativity. It may be a byproduct, but it will no longer be the pot of gold. Find your luck within yourself, and define success however you like. Permission is often all we need to discover freedom in our abilities, and no amount of dog food money will make up for that. Okay, so what do I think of this five years later? I stand by a lot of it, especially the dog food ads. But some of it is cynical. I think I experienced more creative existential crises when I was younger. I used to be more consumed with defining my identity, like I had to be so official with things. Now I've settled into the idea that I like having hobbies. I love tapping into my creative potential. But these expressions of creativity don't have to be wrapped up in definitions. I can still have my day job without feeling like a fraud. There are a lot of different ways to create and curate content, and a lot of this is really, really, really hard work. Who am I to say if sharing a recipe does or does not make you a writer? Who the fuck cares? After all, we're just trying our best out here. Thank you for listening to This Is Not The Prologue. You were here, and now you have other things to do. And while I'm not here to get famous, if you are liking the show, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe or leave a rating wherever you're listening. 
Even better, connect with me on Instagram. You can find the show at notprologuepodcast. Take care out there.